25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to the 69th episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And you have to, you have to acknowledge it. It's the elephant in the room, so we have to acknowledge it before we even get started. Um, So welcome in, everyone. We're so glad that you could be with us on this Thursday, Friday, you know, whatever you're listening. If you're listening on Thursday, welcome. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Islanders game coming up today. If you're listening on Friday, hope it went well. Hope some of the things we talk about here on this episode come true. Um, But such is the release schedule. So we've got... We've got a hockey game to talk about. I mean, it certainly was that. It certainly was a <laughs> hockey game. Um, well, yes. Yes, it was a hockey game. Um, let's see. On Tuesday, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, traveled up to Detroit to play the Red Wings for the first time this season. Um, and, yeah, it was a, It was actually, I mean, it was honestly very similar to them playing Seattle um there was absolutely no scoring until the third period it was just a lot of back and forth um what was different was it was Corpy's first time in the net so we're going to talk a little bit about that and also we saw the return of Igor Chinikov to the lineup and yeah but it was a tough game to watch the first two and a half periods because both goalie well actually no I will say the person who was playing the first two and a half periods was Corby uh Grice the Detroit goalie did not see much action whatsoever um and yeah it was a lot of back and forth and a lot of little things that um I definitely think that they're going to work on from here on out, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, and I think I think that's where I'll like to your point about the scoring not happening until the third period, similar to Seattle um, or second and third period, like with the Seattle game. I thought at least in that game the Blue Jackets controlled the pace, and I thought that the Blue Jackets played uh, a pretty defensively sound hockey game. I think that that's not what happened against Detroit. I think, I mean, like anytime you let up forty-five shots on goal, I, obviously, like you're you're not getting in front of shots, uh, you're not making it hard to get shots off, and so obviously, I think that's something you worry about, like when you see that number. Um, to your point, like we'll talk about Corpy here in a little bit, I'm sure. But uh, ultimately, like I think there are a lot of things that are what you talk about, like expecting out of this team this year, um, a difficult game here and there to a team that that you think in theory you should have a, a chance against. I, I have to admit, though, like Detroit, Detroit is going to be a little bit better than I think most people anticipate, like the unfamiliar foe Detroit it's not like we haven't played them you know how many times in the last year but uh but yeah I mean I think that there's going to be more out of that Detroit squad with how many how much young talent they have than people are giving credit for and I think they made a lot of really good moves during the offseason so that team is a lot better than we've talked about before but at the same time I think it's a team that you look at and you think okay like hopefully we're talking about a competitive game um, and really, I do think the Jackets just got outworked and uh, were unable to to start a season three and oh for the first time in franchise history, which is actually just shocking to me, like to be 21 years old. You can go out and buy a beer as a franchise, but you haven't won the first three games of a season as a franchise. Uh, so that stat was amazing to me, even more amazing that it's only the third time in franchise history that they started two and oh. And so, um, you know, their best start was two oh and one. And uh, I believe that was the 14-15 season and they didn't make the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to do? Um, not much you can glean from three games, but uh, definitely one that I think they would have pre- preferred to perform better in on Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can tell in in post-game interviews and even in media availability today that they definitely wanted to perform better. And I think that it was kind of a little bit of a, 
oh yeah, <laughs> like there's still things we need to figure out. There's still structures that we need to go over. And, um, you know, we, as we talked about in our last episode, we, um, you know, we've already experienced some injuries. Like we're already experiencing needing to like shuffle a little bit. This is not like, again, we are in a build or rebuild or whatever you want to call it. Also, we've only played three games. So like no one's putting off a siren or any sort of like situation. There is still so much season to go. Um, And, but there are definitely like, there are definitely some things that we can learn from this game um, you know, we ultimately lose four to one. Um, neither team scores until the third period. Um, Boone Jenner puts up the lone goal um, for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Corpy only allows for two of those four goals, as the last, the final two were empty netters. Um, as the Blue Jackets were trying to regain some control of the game by having um, a six man on the ice. Uh, so, so yeah, so it was, it was, it was a moment of growth and some like things that I think that they're definitely going to work on. But if you're out here saying anything that our goaltending is the issue on either side, you are crazy because Corby played his ass off last night. His ass literally kept us, it could, it, you know what it should have been probably 45 to zero by the end of that game. Because they're shooting they're shooting they're shooting a hundred percent is what you're telling me they're shooting a hundred percent okay mm-hmm. yep um no but honestly like even the commentators themselves were saying that if it hadn't been for corpy we would have been down probably by five in the first period that's how much they were shooting on goal that's how our defense was kind of not there and it also you know begs this question of are they just not playing to the same level in front of Corpy as they are playing in front of Elvis? And when you have two essentially number one goal starters uh, or goaltenders, um, you kind of really want the performance in front of them to be the same regardless of who is in the net. Um, So if that is an issue, I hope that they are Addressing that again, this is the first time that they've played in front of Corpy in over two weeks because he hasn't played um, since the preseason against St. Louis. Um, and we all know how that went. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't well. So, um, so yeah, so it was an interesting, an interesting game. But if you're out here saying anything that goaltending is our issue, you are mistaken, friends, because that is not the case. Yeah, and that's why I'm wearing the Elvis shirt today. I mean, obviously, like, we're talking about Corby, but just an homage to the goaltending in general. Um, you know, to your point, though, about um, about not playing the same in front of, of Elvis as they do in front of Corby, it's kind of deceptive because you win the game 8-2, but they gave up 38 shots to Arizona. And, and Elvis, who saves above replacement, were, like, was high, like, so I do think that this defense is obviously like still trying to find its legs. And I think that this is an area that we talked about all off season. I think everybody, you know, every pundit has said, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, this team over the course of the last two years has lost like laundry list of defensemen. Right. Uh, say what you want about Seth Jones. I know that there are definitely some Seth Jones haters out there. Like, our defense definitely wasn't worse having Seth Jones on it. Right. And so I think, you know, obviously you lose Seth Jones uh, in the last few years, players like Ryan Murray, Marcus Nudevara, David Savard, David Savard is a huge loss to this blue line. And, you know, you don't know it because he doesn't necessarily score goals unless he's uh, playing Tampa Bay, but uh, certainly a big loss. And so. Hey, that paid off for him in the end because he got a Stanley Cup. He did. Yeah, he didn't have to score any on Tampa Bay for that one, but um, that would have been a problem. That would have been an issue. <laughs> um, but all that to say, right, like a largely new identity group here on the blue line, and the blue liners definitely still need to figure some stuff out, um, you know, moving forward. And I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with that when you're trying to figure figure out what you've got uh, in terms of defensemen and in terms of prospects because – 
also, what did we talk about? Like, oh God, how many episodes ago, right? Where it was like, name a prospect other than Andrew Peak. Like, I dare you. Like, it was well before the draft, even where it's like, like, there just isn't a lot of depth there. And so, um, or I guess there's depth. It's just like seventh, seventh defenseman depth. <laughs> like, and so they've got to figure that out and they will uh, at some point. But until then, it kind of gives you the impression that like, we're going to be in a lot more games than we probably deserve to be this year because of our goal sending. Uh, and, you know, good or bad or indifferent. Like I, like we've talked about on the show before and like we've talked about with friends, it's like, I am not here to be like, Oh yeah, let's tank. That's not my vibe. So if we're in more games than I expect, cool by me. Uh, but I, I do think that that's going to be at the hands of Elvis or of Corby. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've said, you know, we've both not, I think we have both said in the past that we are not this. Yeah. Let's tank. Let's see what we can get for a draft number next summer. Like, all that sort of stuff. Like that's not important to us. We want to be in every game as possible. We want to be a hard team to play against. If we're not going to be a playoff contender team, we want to make those other teams work for it. Um, And yeah, our goaltending is going to be a real, a real like push forward in that for us as a team. And, you know, like we talked about earlier on this week, like we're still figuring a lot of things out. Like again, third game, not really concerned. Lars has, I think, is going to make a change to the lineup for um, Thursday's game against the Islanders. We have recalled Gabriel Carlson from the Cleveland Monsters. So be interesting to see who comes out of the lineup as far as our D-men are considered in order for him to potentially make his way in. But, you know, we're still testing things out. We're still trying to figure out, you know, Jake Bean has looked really good on the same on the top line with or the top pairing with Zach um you know but that could shift around um and you know we're still just working the kinks out same as we're doing with our forward lines um as we've seen you know Texier has been dropped out of the first line and Boone is holding on to that slot um, and I think that that's going to be how that works for a while at least until um Max can come back um and, you know, things can get floated around again, too. But, you know, one of the the larger points, and if you're ready to move to this point, was we saw the benching um, of our newbie, Cole Sillinger, uh, for the first time. Uh, he did not play. Um, I think he only went in for the penalty kill in the third period. But other than that, he did not play any other minutes after the second period. Yeah, I did. Before we hopped over to that point, one more point that I wanted to make about the goaltending, too. I always um, do this. I'm sorry. We should have some sort of hand signal. No, you are okay. <laughs> you are okay. Um, oddly, like, it's just crazy to me. Like, so this is a uh, data courtesy of Natural Stat Trick. Um, and if you don't follow uh, at CBJ GameBot, um, it, it is like it's a bot Twitter, obviously, uh, created by somebody, right? Uh, but love the love the way that they can make analytics and like data like consumable to the to the common fan to the average fan who maybe doesn't have a ton of experience with it um so when we talk about like goaltending we talk about like stats uh we talk about high danger opportunities or uh high danger scoring opportunities and i do you know what the what the save percentage is for the team on high danger chances, Laura? No, I do not. It is 100%. Like 100% of the high danger opportunities that teams have had five on five have not gone in the back of the net. Um, And that's just like absolutely wild to me. (laughs) Like that is um, apparently there are two other teams that also have, (laughs) have uh, that, I'm going for them, but it just like blows my mind of every single high danger opportunity. Not a single one is crossing that. It's only three games in, but like, it's just high danger opportunities are high danger for a reason, right? Like there's a good statistical probability of them going in and our goaltenders say no, and I'll let them. Um, But speaking of no, yes, no Cole Cylinder in the third period of, of Tuesday's game. And again, like, kind of going back to my friends at CBJ GameBot, um, they're definitely like, when you consider like game score, which is uh, which is formulated 
by a whole bunch of different things, right? And it's usually something that I lean on. I probably lean too heavily on it, like self-admittedly. Um, Cole Cylinder did not have the lowest game score against Blue Jackets forwards. Um, for the first time, really since since the inception of it, like the fourth line struggled. Like, um, you know, Gregory Hoffman, Sean Crowley, Eric Robinson, all three uh, with lower game scores than Cole Cylinder, Alexander Texier, a lower game score than Cole Cylinder. Um, and when you factor in defensemen, uh, you also have Jake Bean, Zach Wierenski, uh, Andrew Peak, and Scott Harrington, all with lower game scores. And so... Um, to say that this game is on cylinder is is definitely not it. But I do think that there's something to be said about, you know, the idea of a young player. Um, a coach is going to have a lot better sense of of the energy and a lot better sense of of what's going on than than a game score than than a chart will. And for that reason, like it's possible, like maybe Lars felt it going south, and and at that point, right, like take the player out of the game. It's kind of like how Torts used to like pull a goaltender when, when nobody was playing in front of them, because he's like, I don't want this to like go to his head. Maybe it's similar. Maybe, maybe Lars saw that things were going South for, for Cole and was like, let me get him out of here before he does anything too detrimental to his head. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're always going to have the statistics that will show one side, but then, you know, the coach and the coaching staff themselves is always going to know. I mean, even last season, when line a was famously benched um there was so much more and i'm not saying that cole cylinder situation is anything close to what happened with line a but there was so much more to line a being benched than any of us knew in the immediacy um of the game so it could have been as simple as like they were trying to get him to be able to do something and it just not, wasn't working so you know no need to continue to like you know nick up his confidence if things just aren't going to work out um you know or this that or the other thing like so many things could have could have occurred that resulted in that um but yeah so it was definitely something that was talked about um and it'll be interesting to see like how we move forward into tomorrow's game thursday's game um and so forth with his playing time and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I'm sure it was hard uh, for him being, you know, his third NHL game and him very notably being benched for an entire period. So, um, but lucky for him, he's a legacy kid. So he, I'm sure his dad has gotten him to fully understand that sometimes decisions need to be made and, you know, we'll go from there. But um, it was definitely interesting. Uh, to see him not play for the entire third period. Yeah, what we learned is that Brad Larson did take that out of out of Torts' toolbox and put it in his. And I get it. Like I, I understand using it to an extent. Uh, and and we'll see. I mean, obviously, like in my opinion, like I don't think there's any way he's not in the lineup for the two games that were, um, you know, recording prior to um, both the Islanders game and the Hurricanes game. Because your your other alternative is is Justin Danforth, kind of like alluding back to like what you said about um, about Gabriel Carlson being called up, and so <laughs> it's just yeah, I think I think his lineup spot is safe. Uh, just a question of like you said, where does he play? Uh, was it you know a bit too rich? You know, some movement happened to ensure that like the Lions weren't too young to start the game. Uh, did that throw things off? And so it will. It will be interesting to see what exactly things look like uh, when the puck drops on Thursday. Um, or maybe you all are listening to this and you had your crystal ball. It's Friday. You've seen what happens on Thursday. And maybe you're like, no, shit, shit didn't really change. Like, that was so messy. Hopefully, hopefully it wasn't. <laughs> hopefully it was fine. And if it wasn't fine, it's okay. Breathe. All right, I'm going to lead you in a guided meditation. Ready? It's just hockey. It's just game four. Get over it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, that's like my like, that. this is me like preparing to have to advertise for this episode even after Thursday. So we can just use that little moment to yell at people if they're overreacting. Uh, we love it. But yeah. So it will be interesting to see how things get sort of, you know, moved around on those lower 
well, really more so the like second and third line. Um, I know that there's a lot of like fans that are hoping to see, you know, Cylinder be reunited with Igor Chinnikov and see if they can recreate some of that energy that they had in Tower City and all that sort of stuff. So maybe that will be what Lars decides to do. Um, it'll be interesting, but again, it's not panic folks. Um, <laughs> everything will be okay. He is 18 years old. He's got a super long career ahead of him. Um, this will be just a blip in the radar. Um, and will probably be all but forgotten at some point, but it definitely made commentary very interesting on Tuesday. Alternatively, people are listening on Friday and it's coming off of Cole Sillinger having scored three goals. <laughs> he is first ever NHL hat trick. Uh, so, yeah, you know, kind of talking about Thursday, like, um, you know, obviously, like, as you alluded to, and, and, and we'll talk about it holistically too, as do, do you have another point? No, I was yeah. just going to ask if we were going to do our three stars before we moved on to. No. <laughs> yeah we oh. probably should um yeah no we should i listen when, you, when we implement new segments folks it's I also do very late at night that we are recording this episode and so i also tangent time because it makes sense for exactly what i'm about to say and maybe i talked about it on another podcast i really don't know but officially diagnosed with adhd severely severely adhd over here and so i do actually forget everything I do actually not pay attention to most things. And so, um, which is really great for my issues when it comes to like interrupting or reminding other people. And so <laughs> I get really self conscious because he forgets everything and I feel like I'm being a crazy neg. Um, but you know, it's fine. I won't feed in. I won't. I won't feed into your complex. Um, so yes, three stars. I mean, okay. Let's be lame and both say that we. We're, it's Corpy one. Like we know that. Like let's just. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Corpy deserves um, all the ice cream on the plane ride home. This is something I used to say early on in the podcast. Was that if someone either had a good game or a bad game, they either did or did not get ice cream on the plane ride. Um. So hopefully he got ice cream last night when they flew home from Detroit. Um, but yeah, no, Corby, all the way, played his tail off. It would have been so much worse if he hadn't. So 100%. Who's your two? My two is Boone, because he got the goal. So I figured that was a solid enough choice um, for him. Yeah. So, and I know him, like, Every little bit as he's getting his, you know, feet settled on the ground as the captain, like any little bit of joy, you know, goes a long way. So Boone's my number two. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like I I struggle a little bit on this one because I think you look at like the underlying stats and they don't look great. But it, again, you go back to game score. Again, I need to stop relying so heavily on it. Um, and you talk about just, like, frankly, like, somebody who I think has been, like, fine, like, but hasn't impressed all too much. But I thought he had a pretty decent game um, on Tuesday was Adam Boquist. Um, you know, second only to Jonas Corvasalo in terms of game score on Tuesday. Um, he was on the ice for two goals against... So obviously, like, sure, that sucks. But um, but at the same time, this is a player that I think when you're talking about defining the blue line and trying to figure things out, like, obviously a very key part of the future in, like, uh, defensively for the Jackets. And so uh, he's going to be my two. And I will echo your two as my three, um, Boone Jenner, who also continues to really put in work on the face-off that, like uh, – you know, like consistently in the 60s, even like 60s, 70s every night, night in and night out. And and going up against like top line centers too, right? Like obviously like he's playing with uh, Patrick Laine, with Jakob Voracek. And so he's, he's going up against other teams, number one, number two centers. And 
I, I know that we there's this like narrative that Boone Jenner should be playing on the wing. That's where he's better. Um, I, he's he's a really good NHL center. Like he is like an an underrated good NHL center. Um, he's not the world's most dynamic playmaker, but he plays a really really responsible two way game. He you know can score. He finishes. Uh, there's nothing about Boone Jenner's game as a center that I don't like. And, uh, and I think for that reason, he is my third star. Who is your three? So my three is a tie. You can't do this every, you can't. I won't do it every time. It's just this time. And I literally just came to the conclusion that it should be a tie, but my time. I struggled, is... I struggled to pick even three players that were worthy of being listed. I did too, and now apparently I had four because it reminded me of something that we had talked about prior to recording. But so my tie is Zach Wierenski because he did play like 27, 28 minutes last night. You know, he is he's gonna play long, he's gonna play a lot of minutes this season. But early on, and plus I just love, like, the drama everyone has that he didn't show up, that he wasn't at practice this morning. And it's like, I and I love Lars being like, he really, like, played a lot. So, like, I let him sleep in. It's okay. So, this is me telling Zach, it's okay, buddy. Eat an extra brownie, if need be. Um... <laughs> And then the second half goes to, and this will probably only make sense to me, but I really am enjoying, I know he's not showing up on stats or whatever, but I'm really enjoying Sean Corrali and his just like feistiness. He's just got this little bit of feistiness that keeps coming out at like the most opportune moments where you're like, okay, I like that. Like you may not be scoring goals, but, like, you're very willing to punch someone in the face. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we just need it. So I'm going to say Sean Crowley shares my number three with Zach Rutsky. Girl, you don't want to look at the game score. I'm not looking at your little robot thing. I know. That's why I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I... My sometimes hot take, I think you rely too much on that. And sometimes I think you rely too much on emotion. And that's why we are the People's Podcast. Right. Well, give me and Laura a minute to figure out that little little tiff that we have. Um, but I want to make sure that you all hear from our friends at DraftKings, especially if you are an NFL fan hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed, and everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily fantasy sports contests courtesy of DraftKings. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, so, um, I, I have to say, there is the tiniest bit of me that does actually worry that Zach might not play one of these games here i he it just like for a similar reason of like just like maintenance and just like if a player like is coming off of an off season where he had surgery like all this kind of stuff he did just play 27 minutes like i'm not saying that we need to worry that he's hurt hurt i'm just saying like it would not surprise me if going into thursday's game gabriel carlson actually does play and that's why he was called up because there really isn't unless you do change things 
on the bottom, which you which there's an argument to be made for that because things were a little bit rough for our friends Scott Harrington and uh, you know these these folks like things were rough, but uh, it wouldn't shock me. And I and I think if it happens, like I don't think people need to overreact or like be worried. It does make me wonder and think, oh gee, could uh, Miko Lightning be have been? the person who was called up if he didn't, you know, quit on the team because he got sent to the AHL and that was boohoo or. Well, he's in Russia now, so we need not concern ourselves with him, but, but no, I mean, again, it is, if he does end up being out for maintenance, like cool, like it's, it's fine. Um, I'm not concerned. Lars does not seem concerned. Um, and even all the reporters today were like, Oh, after everyone mildly panicked, Lars talked and they were like, oh, he's okay. He's fine. It's not a Max situation, I don't think. Like, Max cracked three of his ribs. Like, that is a... But yet still traveled to Detroit with the team. You know, because he thought maybe there was a chance that he didn't crack <laughs> them trying as much to, as he did. Trying to will himself to health. <laughs> and hey, apparently he's done it before. So, like, you know... We'll see, but I definitely like, yeah. So if he's out for maintenance, he's out for maintenance. But, you know, doesn't everybody need to, like, sleep a little extra sometimes? I mean, you're literally getting slammed into walls as your job. So. I'm telling you, I could use it. You could. You really could. And I just get slammed into metaphorical walls. That is also true. The walls that I get slammed into aren't real life walls. Um, oh, oh yeah. Oh god, yeah, put that shirt away that you're wearing right now. <laughs> the Ohio shirt, the Ohio merch. Um, yeah, so those are our three stars. So kind of talking about then um the Islanders game. I think for me actually I've kind of covered it. <laughs> I've kind of covered like what my outlook is for that game, right? Like it's either you know, a change on the blue line in some way, shape, or form. It's also possible that maybe you just call them up because you added somebody else to the IR. You didn't call anybody up from Cleveland. You want to give somebody the chance to skate with um, with the team. And quite frankly, I should have done my research before the podcast. I, I didn't check to see, like, what his stat line was in Cleveland this weekend um, or this past weekend against the Crunch. And so all I know is that the Crunch scored at will, so <laughs> – <laughs> something wasn't great uh, somewhere down there on the blue line, but uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, Gabriel Carlson gets to call up. Uh, I think, I think in likelihood um, game goes back to, back to Elvis. I, I don't know though. Like this is where like I'm struggling, like philosophically. Right. Because to me, Corby played great. Like, no denying that like there's no room for conversation really even about it um but to me right like when you're talking about having like having a one and i think we're at the point now where we're having that conversation i i don't think the third game of the season right like when you're not dealing with any back-to-backs like is the game that you pull your one that has been so consistent and so good for the first two games so I don't know what the philosophy here is. Like, I don't know if the philosophy is, yeah, sure. Like we'll give the net back to Corby for, for Thursday or, or yeah, for Thursday's game and maybe give it back to Elvis on Saturday. Like, I don't know. Like I, this feels very unpredictable to me. Did you mean to switch those? No. Oh, so you I meant mean, to like, say Corby start again tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I wonder, like I wonder if like similarly to, um, to Elvis. And I mean, like, again, like the conversation has been like, whoever takes control of the net, like whoever plays well, um, is going to have the net. And like Elvis did that (laughs) for the first two games. Corpy has now done that for this game. And so I have no idea what to expect from in net this week uh, for the remainder of the week. I'm okay with that. I think we all know like where this ends, but, um, Definitely something to keep an eye out, I think, if you're a Blue Jackets fan going into the week. If you're making decisions based off, like, teams we're playing. So going into the game tomorrow or Thursday with the Islanders, they are one and two. We are two and one. Um, So when you're looking at it that way, maybe you do put Corpy in 
to then face off against the Hurricanes on Saturday, who are currently 2-0. They do play Montreal um, the same time on Thursday that we play, but Montreal is 0-4. So, like, either Montreal is coming way back (laughs) and beating the Hurricanes, or I think you can pretty much assume that the Hurricanes are going to be rolling into Columbus 3-0, and so then maybe you put Elvis in, you know, so I don't, again, I'm not a coach, can't skate to save my life, don't even really know all the terminology that I need to know, have absolutely no idea what Lars is thinking. But if you're going to start making decisions like that, then maybe you start looking at the team, the team itself that's coming to, or that we're it's either coming to playoffs or we're playing them. Like, you know, you start making those types of decisions, but you know, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think what you have to be careful of is, like, not giving one goaltender the perceived cupcakes, if you will, and, like, being like, oh, like, because that can mess with the goaltender psyche just as much as anything, right? And so I, I think, too, about it, like, I don't, I don't know that I see enough of a difference to justify, like, starting one over the other for certain teams or whatnot at this point. Like, but what I do think is, like, okay, like, if they split it again, um, or not again, excuse me, but if they split the, the next two games that we're talking about on this episode, you're at like a 60-40 split, right? And I, that to me is a ratio that's that's a little bit more even than I would expect for the season, um, at least personally. And, and honestly, like, it's a little bit less than, than I would want, um, not even just expect. And so obviously something to consider, something to keep an eye on. Um, God, I just, I, I missed playing the Islanders. That'll be fun. I just, again, don't really have an interest in playing the Hurricanes at all, <laughs> like at all. Like, I, I feel like anytime we play the Hurricanes, like I get like, like, the games have just, at least for the last few years, and and last year was a little different, but like just so hard to watch. It feels like every year something weird happens against the Hurricanes, whether it's, you know, calling a goal offside. like definitely wasn't or no vice versa calling a goal that wasn't oh my god no what was it the goal was offsides columbus challenged it very clearly it was offsides but they said actually no it's a good goal (laughs) like like those things like that's the shit that happens when we play carolina like consistently and so i'm not exactly looking forward to that aspect of it but (laughs) like they're a team that i think has gotten a little bit worse over the offseason and you know, who knows? But yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, luckily for you, you're not going to be the one that has to deal with me at that game because you're going to be dancing the night away at a wedding, getting text messages from me. And, you know, our lovely friend Megan gets to be at the game with me on Saturday. I don't think there's any way I'm going to have service at that wedding. Probably not. The we're venue be is. Out in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. Yeah. So. I'm just going to hope that you don't get murdered because, like, you know how to do all the podcast stuff. Damn, you really are out here just speaking speaking shit out into the universe. Oh, my God. I would physically melt it to the floor and cease to exist. But... But, yeah, no, I agree. I am excited to play the Islanders. Because we haven't seen them in a very long time. Um, and it'll be interesting just to play play another team. <laughs> and But again, much like you and much like the other seven teams that we played last season, I'm just not as excited to see them. And especially not the Hurricanes. Because they just really just beat the shit out of us last season. And so many weird things happened, like Jeremy said. Um, so I'm just not, like, really into it. I'm excited to go to a game with Megan. But I just, like, wish it wasn't the Hurricanes. That's fine. Your, your fantasy team disagrees. Your fantasy team is actually really I know. My fantasy team does it. Although I don't – I only have two. You thought I had a bunch, but you were forgetting that Dougie Hamilton is no longer a Hurricane. Yeah, you just were absolutely – 
obsessed slash hated Dougie Hamilton last year. Yeah, and so I still it was a weird... feel similarly about Dougie Hamilton, but he's really helping my fantasy league. Um, which, by the way, I am winning so far this week. I don't know why you would say that. I don't know why you're out here saying things and putting things into the universe. Because I want to be- enjoy the. I want to enjoy things in the moment with our friends, and then when we record on Sunday night for the Monday episode. I may be like, Dina came out of nowhere and beat my ass, like, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, through fantasy sports, not in real life. Um, but, you know, I like to celebrate the little victories that now that I've somewhat figured out how to work fantasy hockey, I am actually winning by, like, a decent margin. So. Yeah, things are going well for you. I... I feel like we can give a little update. We said we we're going to start doing that on the podcast. So yeah. we'll do that because hopefully most of the folks that are in this league are some friends of the podcast. Um, so if you're or, not, I'm not sure how you found out about our league. <laughs> shout, out, no, shout out to Kyle for posting it on the Blue Jackets Reddit. Um, well, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, what's up? Um, so, so, yeah, so... Last week was down to the wire between me and Mike's, uh, and so good win. I felt pretty good about that, starting the season off 1-0. and um, Laura gave our previous champion, Dan, shout out Dan, a run for his money. Heck only yeah, lost, I did. <laughs> only lost by a point and a half. I mean, that was a good, solid outing by you. Um, you know, uh, we've got um, we've got Amanda, uh, the fifth of line A, absolutely did bad things to Kelly. Kelly, I'm so sorry. Kelly, no, but Kelly, <laughs> it's going to happen to her again this year, right? Because last year, Kelly had a good team, but Kelly, every time she played somebody, it was just the week that that team was like, I'm actually just going to win everything um, and be really, really good. Kelly already to this point uh, has had 127 points scored against her. Um, the next low. Or the girl, next, I love you. I've yeah, been the, there. Yeah, the next highest scored against is actually me. I've had 101 points scored against me, but there are teams that have had as low as 58 points scored against them, and Kelly's out here with 127 points scored against her. <laughs> I just feel so bad. Please tell me the 58 is Steven. Why do I feel like it's Steven? It's actually uh, Maddie Bradshaw. All right, our Maddie. Friend, our friend Maddie. Um, where's Makar? Is that team name? Good work. Very good work. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're looking at right now. We've got obviously Dina. Dina smoked it week one. I mean, like she is just like on fire. Um, so you're not out of the woods. You're really not. Like Dina could turn it on at any point. I, I think Saturday is like a make or break day because I feel like can we also just at one point in time, it doesn't have to be this podcast because I know we've already been going for 40 minutes, but can we at one point in time talk about how terrible the NHL schedule makers are in terms of like spreading out games, like making it so that there's like an equal amount of games like every day that games are starting at a staggered pace where like maybe three games start at seven and three games start at seven 30, as opposed to every game starting at seven and intermission being at the exact same time of every game. So you can't flip back and forth. Like, that's a dialogue that we should have. Actually, it might not even be for us. It might, we just might have to do a letter writing campaign. But yeah, it would be nice if they could, I don't know, more evenly spread things out. So there's not just like eight games on one day and then like one game on Friday night. Wait, I just scrolled over. They do playoff percentage now. Like they like talk about like what your percentage chance is to make the playoffs. Oh, it, must God. Be based, it must be based <laughs> off of your like, off of your roster. I'm not. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I'm doing well so far. You have the lowest percentage of making the playoffs in our Jesus entire league. <laughs> that cannot be right because there are people who are playing on our league that have so many more blue jackets than I do. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> for a Blue Jackets podcast host. That's rude. Um, yeah, you have a 13% chance of making the playoffs is what it I says on here. I disagree. And I think that I... That doesn't even make any sense. It must be projected. Like, you have a 13%. Mike says that he has a 
Oh, then it's broken. If it says that Mike only has a 15% chance. Dan has a 46% chance. Well, that's because Dan's Dan's roster is literally the all-star team. <laughs> no, but like 46 is like low though. Like I have a 73% chance. Maddie has a 69% chance. Kyle has a 69%. This is broken. I do not believe any of those numbers. Oh, was it when I said I had a 73% yep. chance mm-hmm. that you were like, I don't had a believe it. Got it. Got it. I believe as have- the commissioner for our league, I believe that those numbers are incorrect. So all yeah. I gotta say is I'm a big fan of glass of Merlot this week, Marlo this week. Um yeah, rude. Go Dina. Um any- <laughs> you are rude. I never so, went to so <laughs> instead instead of a literal snack, because we're still working on that segment, your snack today, listeners was our banter about our fantasy hockey league. Uh, you're welcome. I hope you're satiated. I hope it tasted good. Um, 13%. Not lost on me. That's, that's Cam Atkinson's number. Not lost on me. Fuck you. Stop oh being my rude. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, those numbers are incorrect. So it's fun. <laughs> Oh my god, wait, the way that I'm literally searching for a new co-host. Anyway, child, um, <laughs> speaking of, I'm just going to keep being mean then. Cam Atkinson scored two goals tonight. Um, which yeah, he's on my fantasy team. So who's <laughs> winning there? Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, which leads me to this idea, and this is like one of those moments where our podcast actually turns into like more of like a board meeting. And it's that, I think that would be a fun segment of former Blue Jackets and where they are now and like talking about the Blue Jackets who are still in the league and like how they've been doing and like talking through it. I don't know. It just sounds like a good time for me. So listeners, let me know if you think that that would be fun. Um, I really probably will still do it anyway, uh, regardless of what you say, because once again, as we've reiterated, I'm a very empathetic human. I care a lot about what people have to say. Um, But you knew what you were doing when you hit subscribe and um, I can't really have any remorse for you or for that decision that you made. And so um, thank you for doing it. Thank you for sticking around. But uh, this is our show. So (laughs) enjoy. Um, No, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that being a new segment. (laughs) Wow, that really just (laughs) took a very interesting turn. Um, Go back to my diagnosis. Yes. Don't worry, folks. We think he's getting medicated soon. So. I get it. I get it. I'm, I am understand why it is a process. I respect that it is a process. But my God, is it a process to, like, just be well mentally, like, to just be okay. Like, it is a t- it's a time. Um, I'm still recovering from my little, my little hand prick for my blood draw. They drew up from your, this is not conversation for the podcast. This is something I will ask you about later. Um. Yes, no, we're no. Welcome to our podcast, friends. Hello. Um, no, my veins always roll. Like they always tell me that my veins roll. Like when they go try to get it into my like arm. Are you properly and, hydrated? I sent you the text message. Yes, that said girl. That you needed to be properly hydrated. Yes, girl. I drank so much water, and you know what issue that creates for me? I I stay pissing. Like I stay pissing. And so, yes, very hydrated. So much so that when I had to do my drug test, didn't expect that to be a part of the scenario. Clear. Clear as day. So, <laughs> yes, hydrated. But, um, but yeah, like, she was like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I go in. I tell the lobotomist every time. Phlebotomist, not lobotomist. Different thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different thing that I'm also looking into trying to get, but not not for the same reason. Um, the phlebotomist. Um I was like, I promise you, like, you might be a world-class expert. Like, you will probably not get it, like, every time. Like, I've never had anybody get blood out of my arms. Like, and so, uh, they, but they try it. Like, they take it personal. They're like, I will be the one. And for that reason, the inside of my arms have to look like, like, just like a painting of, like, the needle, like, going around, just trying to, like, find it. They don't. And then it goes on the top of my hand and I give a lot of blood and it hurts for a few days. So 
Healthcare in America. Yeah, <laughs> you, you made the mistake of asking. So now here we are. You it's thought I could stay on track, on topic, in this economy? Not. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, they're sick of us at this point, right? Probably. I, I'll tell you something afterwards. Oh, okay. This is the last episode of Subjectively Speaking, everybody. No, it's, not. Um, no, it's just that you're gonna. I don't want. We don't need to talk about it on the podcast. Um, no, heck, no, it's not. I love doing this. Um. Oh, I know we do. I'm just saying they're all like, girl. Okay, no, they, they're rambling. They think we're charming and adorable. <laughs> um. So yeah. So next time you hear from us. Uh, we will have played, the Blue Jacks will have played the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. Hopefully, at least one of those things came out on top. But if, you know, if you're curious, you can see our reactions to said games on our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Speaking. Nope, that's not right. At Subjectively Pod, you can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. You can also check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. If you're interested in supporting your two favorite hockey podcasters, um, you can check out our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Um, get yourself some cool cold weather gear to wear to games this season. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Again, we don't know why it matters, but it does. Those little five-star ratings on specifically Apple Podcasts help us get, or not recognized, but help us chart so more people can see our show and we can help build this hockey community. Um, But yeah. You've done it 69 times. Not true. There's a couple of times you've stolen this glory from me. This is true. This is true. But when I do, I say subjectively pot. Anyway. It is (laughs) 1230 at night. I'm tired. All right, y'all. Well, make sure you take care of yourselves um, and take care of those around you. Like Laura said, the next time we talk to y'all, it'll be hopefully after a Blue Jackets win or two. Uh, So until then... We will talk to you soon. Bye.